0: hello
1: hi hello
0: how's it going everybody
2: not too bad just dandy
0: yeah just dandy
3: Mhm.
0: well uh hello and welcome to the episode number 10 wow a baker's dozen of we watch movies and then talk about them
2: That's not a baker's dozen.
0: How many is a baker's dozen? (laughs) Thirteen. I thought it was ten. Nope. (laughs) How many is ten? How many? What kind of is it?
1: It's just ten. It's.
0: What if it's a, like a baker that lost three fingers? Then would the baker's dozen be ten? Nope. Did that not come from the fact that bakers have thirteen fingers?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't heard that.
0: Well, where where did the phrase a baker's dozen come from?
1: I think it's just like an extra. Like a baker gives you an extra of whatever they're giving you.
0: It's false. Do you want to know where it came from? I know. Cause
1: I don't believe anything you say because you thought a baker's dozen was 10. <laughs> because
2: they have 13 fingers? No,
0: you sell, you sell baked goods in dozens, right? You sell a dozen cookies, a dozen muffins, whatever. So a baker's dozen is 13 because you have to taste one of them to make sure it came out right. That's why bakers are fat.
2: I guess that makes sense. It makes sure. perfect sense. Sure. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I'm the host of this year' podcast, the podcast entitled We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, of which this is the 10th episode.
1: 10 whole episodes. My name go.
0: is Andrew, and I am the host of this podcast. Sitting here at my right hand is Becca. Hello. And at my left hand is Sid. Hi. Uh, for all you listeners out there uh you wouldn't have noticed anything because we're smart and we think ahead but it's been about two weeks since we've recorded
1: yeah it's been a long while been too long a
0: lot has happened i feel like a changed man you know do you Nah, i feel pretty much the same okay i uh was out of the country for a little bit had the opportunity to watch a lot of movies which we'll talk about at the end of this episode because i watched a lot of movies
1: Yeah, we'll be talking about a lot of movies tonight. I'm excited. It's gonna be
0: great. Um, Oh, we have a dog coming to say hi to us. All right. Well, let's jump right in. (laughs) Come on. All right. Well, let's get going. Tonight on we watch movies and then talk about them. Episode ten. We will be discussing days ten thousand nine hundred nine through ten thousand. 15 maybe, I don't know, of The Truman Show, starring Truman Burbank as himself. Just kidding. This is a movie that was directed by Peter Weir. He's an Australian, and I don't really know much about him, except for I've seen a bunch of his movies, so do with that what you will. Peter Weir directed it. Andrew Nickel wrote it. It is a story of a man named Truman who is living in a fabricated reality, invented by the creator Christoph, who is a, uh, I guess, a godlike figure in this universe. It's a TV show where, from his birth, Truman Burbank has been filmed every minute of every day, except for during his most intimate moments.
1: Gross. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that while we were watching. Like, <laughs> what about when he has to use the bathroom? <laughs> well, if
0: they cut away for him to have sex, I assume they cut away for him to use the bathroom. Yeah. But they I have figured, cameras. They have cameras in the bathroom. That's true. We know that.
1: Like, that's just pretty awkward. I don't want to watch that.
0: There's some questionable logistics about this show that I would love to dive into. But. Yes. <laughs> um, That's it. Basically, uh, Truman is a man who is on TV 24-7. And he doesn't know it, everybody else knows it, everybody else is an actor, a paid plant, a shill, and uh basically Truman starts to notice some irregularities in his daily life, and we get to go on a voyage of discovery with this man. Uh we're going full spoilers. This movie came out in uh nineteen ninety eight, so I don't know, was that twenty years ago? Mm-hmm. Goodness, kids born in nineteen ninety eight are twenty now.
3: That's I don't crazy. Like that
0: i don't like that either makes me feel old but yeah let's see here so that's uh the synopsis of the truman show i think it's one that a lot of people have seen Mm -hmm. this seems like a pretty common movie right yeah
1: i'd say so it was my first time
0: for real yep you guys didn't have a tv growing up though yeah we did you didn't have cable yeah yeah um I grew up on this movie. I watched it a lot as a kid. I grew up on The Truman Show. I grew up on Newsies.
1: I grew up on Newsies.
0: Uh, Mission to Mars, The Sandlot, Batman and Robin. Yes. These are all staples. We will watch Batman and Robin one
1: I, day.
2: I, I, I am so excited for it.
0: We've got some, uh, for the listeners out there, those of you who have been longtime fans, 10 weeks now. <laughs> thank you. We thank you. We've got some exciting things uh, in the pipeline. We've got some... Uh, special uh, I guess you could say milestone episodes so um, for example for uh episode 15 we're gonna do something special I presume episode 25 we'd like to do something special episode 50 we'll do something extra special
1: so stick around
0: so stick around for 40 more weeks for episode 50 it will be very special
2: I don't even know what it is but I'm going to guess it's special.
0: We haven't planned it yet. Okay. So good. you're not out of the loop. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just it's, it's gonna just going to be special. <laughs> it's going to be special. It's going to be special. Um, let's get started. Hot takes. Tss. That was me burning my finger mm. on your hot take, Becca. Mm. How hot is your hot take?
1: Um, it's pretty hot. Hit me. All right. <laughs> um first time watching this show i feel like there's a lot of older movies that are really good that i just haven't seen for one reason or another like i bet you if i talked to my parents they've both seen this and they'd be like what you haven't seen the truman show but now i have
0: uh speaking of old movies that are great uh what do you think of space jam becca
1: um (gasps) never no hate it get it away from me. Burn it. Becca is kicked off the podcast as of right now. Whatever. Listeners see you out later. there,
0: <laughs> listeners out there, I want your help proving <laughs> Becca wrong. So here's what I want you to do. If you love The Space Jam, go ahead jump on iTunes, give us a five-star review, and in that five-star review, just say I love Space Jam. And then we'll go and see how many people do it and then we'll be able to prove Becca wrong that Space Jam is a modern classic.
1: I don't care how many people love it i don't
0: it's so good you have it's to watch terrible. it again
1: terrible it's like one of the worst shows i've ever seen i think and Phooey. i think the only reason why you like it is because you grew up on it like there's plenty of shows that i realize now are stupid but i love them still because i grew up on them that's
0: the difference is you never realize that space jam is stupid it's just great
1: no you should realize now that space jam is stupid all right give me your hot take on (laughs) truman show let's go my hot take i loved this movie i thought it was really funny and really interesting like an interesting idea for a movie and i've got to say like every time they had like an advertisement like beer this is the best beer (laughs) like everything they did was so funny and i tried a lot of cocos this one's the best (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Moco cocoa <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> like i don't know it's just cracking me up and i just kept thinking of wayne's world there's like that scene I mean, you guys have both seen wayne's world right no nope. what
0: of course i've seen you've never seen wayne's world oh my no. god you might be getting kicked off the podcast okay, speaking of old movies
1: <laughs> this is another place where i just really feel like it was like a video podcast so that we could just like show the wayne's world clip of where they're just like advertising they're like eating the pizza box and then they flip it open and it's like Domino's. yeah and like everything they do i don't know it's just so funny so i think my hot take i don't know specifically i just liked it like i thought it was a good show it made me laugh
0: all right So said hot takes
2: um, to be totally honest, so I have seen this one before. I wasn't super excited to rewatch it. When I watched it, I thought it was, you know, it was just like a good movie, it was entertaining. Um, but after the second watch, yeah, I just realized how fun this movie is and it's just, it's just a very charming movie in the in the set and the dialogue and just how you know, the switch between the T V world and the real world and um yeah, I thought this movie it was a lot better the second time around. Um I was able to pick up on like kind of the little hints throughout and the little like how much everything is advertised in the movie, which is probably one of the best parts of the movie, is how many advertisements there are. And yeah, Jim Carrey's he's really good in this one. He's really good. So yeah, I really like this. I'm really glad I gave it another go.
0: I'm actually, uh, I'm big on Jim Carrey as a dramatic actor. He's great. One of the, we were talking about like what films like opened us up to the idea of film being like more than just entertainment. And I think the one that really did it for me is probably Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Can I change
2: mine from the last time I said the movie that changed my perception? Of course. Uh, it's Dark Knight. I don't know why I said it was Call Me By Your Name.
0: That's fair. Dark Knight's great. It's a great one. Yeah, I think that mine is uh, Eternal Sunshine. So Jim Carrey holds a special place in my heart as a dramatic actor, and I think that he slays it in a lot of the roles that he is given. Um, He's amazing in this. He's amazing in Eternal Sunshine, uh, Man on the Moon. Um, The Majestic is actually a pretty good movie. I'm looking through here on some of the stuff that he did. Um, Actually, Man on the Moon came out The year after this. Have you guys seen that?
3: Mm -mm. Nope.
0: That's a great movie. I I didn't really know who Andy Kaufman was. It's like an Andy Kaufman biopic. Mm -hmm. And there's this Netflix documentary called Jim and Andy. That's like about Jim Carrey and how kind of just messed up he is. And it focuses on his performance in um, Man on the Moon. Highly recommended to anybody out there. Uh, But watch Man on the Moon before you watch Jim and Andy, but you can, I mean, Jim Carrey's just kind of a messed up dude now. He's got a lot of, like, mental, emotional trauma going on that he's internalized, it seems like.
2: He's doing his best. Aren't we all? He's trying. Uh,
0: The Truman Show was nominated for three Oscars. Hmm. Um, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Ed Harris, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. Did it win any? No, it didn't. Nope. Okay. Okay. 1999 Oscars were a sham. I don't even know what came out
2: that year. Uh, that was the year that Shakespeare in Love won. And oh, was so it really? It was a big mm-hmm. mess of a year. Uh, I, I just watched that last week and I'm upset.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. This was kind of a stacked year. I was, I, I was going to be upset that uh, Jim Carrey wasn't nominated. Mm-hmm. But the guy for Life is Beautiful won Best Actor. Oh, there's no... So that's why. No,
2: there's no beating them. Yeah.
0: Other nominees were Edward Norton in American History X, Tom Hanks in Saving <laughs> Private Ryan, <laughs> Ian McKellen in Gods and Monsters, which I haven't seen, and Nick Nolte in Affliction, which I also haven't seen. But Nick Nolte and Ian McKellen are champs. So.
2: Yeah. Jim Carrey's great, but he didn't stand a chance.
0: No, not in that. Uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow. keep Gwyneth Paltrow and Oscar. Uh... Just give it to Meryl Streep. She was nominated that year too. <laughs> We did give Dame Judy Dame Judy Dench one for Shakespeare in Love. Oh my
2: gosh, that makes me so mad! <laughs>
0: Can this just be the why Sid is mad about Shakespeare in Love podcast? I just
2: gotta say, it was a good movie. Uh, why did it win Best Picture? Why did Judy Dench win? She was in it for like probably five minutes. Not even joking.
0: Um. Let's, let's talk about this for real, though, because I have an even more unpopular opinion about the 1999 Oscars, and that is that both Life is Beautiful and Thin Red Line are better movies than Saving Private Ryan.
2: I agree. I love Life is Beautiful. That's one of my favorites.
0: I have not seen Elizabeth, which was the other one nominated. Me
1: neither. I've but only seen Life is Beautiful, so.
0: We, we have watched The Thin Red Line. We have? Yes, we have. <laughs> you hated it
1: oh yeah i remember watching it i think if i gave it a second chance i might like it better there was parts of it i liked. i need to warn you whenever we watch like like a three
0: and a half hour movie because i never tell you because i never want you to know and then when we get two hours into it and there's still an hour left you get mad yeah you really do (laughs) every time i need to warn you if
1: i know i can prepare myself and i will probably like it better but if I get two and a half hours in and I know there's another hour left, I'm done.
0: We do need to watch it again. The Red Line is so good. Have you seen The Red Line? Mm-mm. It's so good.
1: Kay. It's long and slow.
0: Like all the best movies.
1: But that's fine,
2: Becca.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, my hot take on The Truman Show.
2: <laughs> the one we're
1: talking about. So, so
0: this is what happens when we don't record for two weeks. Is We got to catch up on all, everything. All movie related talk, talk just comes out. Um, I love this movie. Like I said, I grew up on it. I watched it. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. But I think this is the first time that I've seen it Um, like being an actual adult, if that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. the last time I watched it, I was probably 18 or 19. And I was quite impressed with it. I think that the the themes really come through pretty effectively. I think that it asks some interesting questions. One thing that I wrote down, and one of my favorite things about this movie, is that uh, the the whole like it being a tv show thing is not a twist i feel like a lot of movies could have treated it as a twist like who here's truman and there are mysterious happenings he mm-hmm. found a strobe light in the middle of the street and his wife acts really weird what's going on and then at like an hour 15 minutes it's like he's on a tv show yeah but like they really let you examine things from this overhead uh view because they they don't hide it from the audience like what's going on we just get to like we are basically watching the truman show which i think is why it's called that
1: i think that's a good point
2: i like that yeah Yeah, because they could have made it like is jim carrey actually insane or is he actually in a tv show yeah and i really like how they they took it and they laid it all out on the table and you knew exactly what was going on. I thought it was great.
1: I think it gives us as viewers more of an opportunity to like think about and reflect on like what it would be like to be in his position. So I think that's another strong point of the way they filmed it.
0: Yeah. Um, One thing that I liked a lot as well that I kind of wanted to talk about are the performances. And I'm curious, uh, ed harris was nominated for best supporting actor we all know who ed harris is yeah Mhm. yeah okay he was nominated for best supporting actor uh, but what i guess which performances impressed you guys the most
2: halfway through um i was really struck with how good laura linney is in this that's the wife yeah yeah because she's terrifying because she just like really embodies this uh picturesque kind of 1950s wife and how she's supposed to be just perfect and uh try and keep truman in line and i think she's just really good and effective in that role and she's really just creepy but she's good
1: yeah i think it's interesting when watching it to think about these actors acting as actors acting as other people (laughs) you know like not only do they have to act like the character they're supposed to be, they also have to act like an actor.
0: I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as <laughs> another dude.
1: Um, but I really liked the performance of, well, obviously Jim Carrey was really good, um, but his friend, like the best friend, Marvin, Noah Emmerich. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job, especially that one scene when he's like telling him, like I would never lie to you and i'm your best friend and all of these things and you can hear ed harris feeding him the lines and it's just like you can see it in his face that he's so like like what am i doing to this man you know like i'm lying to him and i have to because it's my job so i thought that was a really good performance to like be able to portray that while he's acting
0: yeah i mean because really ed harris is just kind of a sociopath right
1: yeah oh yeah
0: who just like was gaslighting this guy for his entire life yeah and like do you guys does everybody know what gaslighting is or i've recently become acquainted with the term it's gotten very popular on reddit Kind lately. of. Explain. so gaslighting is where you purposefully disturb a person's idea of reality right so, like, there's this Reddit thread that came out the other day that people were accusing this guy of gaslighting his roommate because he would. Basically, it, his roommate had a sock drawer and an underwear drawer, and they were identical. And so, every day, he would pull them out and swap them. And so, he would the roommate would go to pull open the sock drawer, and it would be the underwear drawer. <laughs> but then the next day, they would be swapped again. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, a very, very mild form of this, right? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's messing with this dude's conception of reality. Yeah. And so basically Truman has been gaslit from the get-go because mm-hmm. all of these people are manufacturing this reality for him. And it's like one of the most emotionally and mentally damaging things you can do to a person is to gaslight them. Because it, it, like, it does it, it. It's almost like artificial mental illness, if you want to put it that way, because you are disturbing and messing with their sense of reality. And they've done that to him from the beginning, all under the, gui- like, all under the guidance of Ed Harris right? and for like the sake of entertainment.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, and there's even a few parts where, like, Paul Giamatti you know, that scene where he doesn't want to turn up the wind. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, I don't know, man. And then what is, what do they say? Um, the producers behind him, and he's like, he's like, he's not gonna die on camera. And Ed Harris is like, he was born on camera. Like, he's just a messed up dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think that as far as performances that impressed me, I would say. I do think Ed Harris gave a fantastic performance. He really, I mean, he always does. Ed Harris is just, a, he's a champ that like flies under the radar, I feel like. He doesn't get talked about a lot, but mm-hmm. he does a great job. Um, so I think he did a great job. I was really impressed with Laura Linney. Is that what you said her name? Mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's specifically a few moments. Uh, her product placements are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're literally in the middle of the fight. Yeah let me make you some moco cocoa. <laughs> it's the best cocoa. I've tried other cocos and this one's the best. And he's like, what the hell are you
3: talking about?
0: What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> or when he's fixing the mower and she's like, you should really go get one of the whatever mowers. Yeah.
2: She just like looks straight into the camera.
0: <laughs> the, the zooms that it does and everything yeah. like the direction <laughs> on this film is incredible. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I thought that she did a fantastic job. But then there's the, the moment where Truman like or she like pulls the multi-blade on Truman. Mm-hmm. And that, that scene is hilarious, by the way, but like really dark at the same time. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to slice, dice, or shred yeah. me? There's so many options. <laughs> like, I freaking love that. But then when Marlin comes in, she's like, how can anyone expect me to go on like this? It's unprofessional. I love that. <laughs> and it's like she all of a sudden is playing a stuck-up actress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just great. I love that. Um, and then, obviously, Jim Carrey as Truman does mm-hmm. a great job. Mm-hmm. He pu- he manages to incorporate his quirkiness in really endearing ways, I feel like. Yeah. So, we're, like, forced to like Truman. That weird, like... I, I know the people won't hear this, but the weird, like... Where he, like, <laughs> cocks back and smiles with his mouth open that he does all the time. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like I said, so Jim Carrey, he's a weird dude. He was the mask. He was in Dumb and Dumber he was Ace Ventura but he manages to take that quirky comedy that he does and really turn it into an endearing character and I feel like that Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest strengths of his performance
2: yeah yeah because I think in like his goofier roles he kind of is the same between Truman Show and like his goofier roles but in the goofy ones you're just like laughing at him and laughing at how dumb he is but in this one you're really kind of enamored with him and you just you really like him and you really believe in this character so
0: yeah we like super feel for him because mm-hmm. his life kind of sucks yeah that's one of the other uh points that i thought was interesting on this and i'm curious you guys take on this is do you guys think that people would actually watch this if it was a real thing
1: oh yeah Definitely. I mean, people eat up reality TV if you have a 24-7 show about someone's life.
0: But that's the issue, is reality TV is scripted.
1: Well, sure. But but
2: this was kind of scripted, too. They manipulated the so. actors in the situation.
0: But he had a pretty boring life.
2: I think maybe that was the appeal, is like you kind of watched it to relax and I don't know.
0: That's what I'm saying, is his life was basically just trapped in a routine, right? Like, he was an insurance salesman. Mm-hmm. Is there a more boring job than, like, selling insurance?
1: Mm, probably not. Right? Yeah, like, even in, in this um, movie, we get to see all of the exciting parts. Every exciting thing that happened in his life are in this movie. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the 10 years beforehand. Exactly. They even <laughs> mention,
0: like, they're playing over some stuff, and the guy at the bar is telling the waitresses to get back to work. He's like, we have that on The Greatest Hits tape. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. Like I guess that's that's one of my questions that I come away from this is like why did people watch this for thirty years? Because you think about like the two old ladies or the dude in the tub. Like the dude in the tub was probably a teenager when he started watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like the old ladies were probably just like they probably watched with their husbands and then without them. That's
1: <laughs> sad.
0: But I kinda wanted I kinda want a Jim Carrey face pillow.
1: Well, I feel like this kind of TV show is, like, the equivalent of, like, Sim City. Or, you know, like, a game where that's just, like, a life creator. Mm-hmm.
0: But is it fun to watch somebody else play The Sims?
1: I don't know, but I think it's an interesting idea to just watch someone live their life and they don't know that you're watching them. Like, I think I would be interested in watching something like that, like not for moral reasons but
0: i guess we're all (laughs) voyeurists at heart right oh
1: yeah but like i don't know i think i think it'd fly i mean i could see like like people
2: watching it and liking it but i couldn't see like there being an entire bar named after him and old ladies with his face on their pillow and 30
1: years of 24 7 coverage i
0: don't know i think i think that's plausible actually I'm sure if you go out there, you could find like a Firefly bar.
3: Yeah, probably.
2: And that only ran one season. You know what I mean? nerds.
0: Like, we see like, maybe there's only eight people watching this show. Who knows?
2: Yeah, maybe. It's just the people in the bar, the old lady and the guy in the tub.
0: Yep. And the security guards. Oh, yeah. The guy from they Brooklyn 9 They must 99. be given
1: a lot <laughs> Scully, of money then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> for them to be able to Well, cause it's all product that placement. That's true.
0: They say that. They're like, yeah, you don't run commercials. It's all product placement. And my, my favorite product placement, even more than the wife, is when the freaking old guys every day shove him into a wall and it's a different poster. <laughs> like once it's for chicken and then it's for the home builder. I love that. I think that's super clever. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was saying is that... Sorry, jumping back a little bit. One thing I want... The performances are, I think, incredible kind of across the board because it's very easy to tell who is fake and who is genuine and when they're being fake or genuine. Right. So I think that like, obviously Jim Carrey's genuine throughout, but then like when his wife swaps and she kind of loses her mind and when, um, his best friend, like when they're doing the searching for him and the way that he like talks to the producers and stuff like that, I think that they do a really good job of, I guess, swapping the tone of their performance to match whether they're being genuine or acting. Mm -hmm.
1: i wrote that down as well but i also wrote down just i guess um a principle to take from it is um that like people can really tell the difference between real and fake experiences like throughout truman like continually thought about the only real experiences he had which was with sylvia or whatever her name was what a woman huh (laughs) but like he could tell the difference and so I think that's just like an interesting idea and an interesting way to show that like even in this like fake world where everything is created for him and and his whole life has been like just fabricated for him like he can still tell the difference between what's real and what's not so I thought that was an interesting point
0: I kind of wanted Laura Dern to play Sylvia
1: I feel
2: like her and Laura Linney they they're kind of similar looking. Yeah. So I could see that confusing people, but I say put Laura Dern in more. Come on, people.
0: Let Laura Dern act. Let her do I'm what sure she she's, does I'm sure she's best. all over the place.
2: Well, she just had that. She had like a movie last year and. Let's see. Jurassic Park. I mean, Jurassic
0: Park is her like number one listed here. What has Laura Dern done? Oh, that's right. She was in Last Jedi.
2: Oh, yeah. She looks great with purple hair.
0: She does. She did a great job in that movie. Ah, She was in The Founder. She was in The Fault in Our Stars, which I didn't see. She was in The Master, which I want to see. Mm. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. She's just kind of... Just put Laura Dern in more things.
2: Please, she deserves it.
0: Has Laura Dern ever won an Oscar?
2: She was nominated for Wild a few years ago. Maybe. Mm. I don't think she won, though.
0: She didn't, and she was nominated for Rambling Rose.
2: I've never heard of that.
0: I don't know what that is. Ugh. It's got Robert Duvall in it. No, I don't really care that much about it. Um, Let's see here. I honestly didn't have a whole ton of notes on this one. I think that this is just a movie that kind of makes you think about things. Mm-hmm. Like another question that I came away from is why like these people have hypothetically been watching this show for years, right? Like, especially the old ladies, the mm-hmm. people in the bar, maybe not 30 years, but the old ladies you presume have been watching from the start. Yeah. So why does everybody cheer when he gets out? Like yeah, that's your what show's I was over, your too. show's over. You can't watch him anymore. Why are you so excited for him? I'm. Cur- what do you guys think?
1: Um, I don't know. I think probably the main reason is just because they've been cheering for this guy his whole life. Like they're watching his life. So when he finally gets what he wants, they're going to be happy for him. And I think after the show, he's still obviously going to be famous. And I think that there'd probably still be more TV about him afterwards. So Mm -hmm. I don't think the show would be totally over.
0: I think it's like... I don't know. I feel like with him, I feel like this and the, the fact that his life was kind of boring are connected in my mind because it seems like the viewers probably saw him as like they watched it because they saw themselves in him. And we always want to try and relate to characters, right? Like that's mm-hmm. something that we always strive for in any sort of uh, storytelling medium, right? We always want to relate to somebody. We want somebody to be the audience or whatever. And he is the audience. He's just a normal dude. And so they get to see this guy interact in really normal situations, but he broke the cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just left, which is something that I think a lot of people wish they could do, but we're all held down by fear of something. Right. And they illustrate that really effectively because when he's talking to his wife and he's like, let's go to Fiji. And she's like, what? And we're just going to leave our financial obligations behind? Like who on earth talks like that? (laughs) But you know what I mean? She's like, we have mortgage payments. We have car payments. We can't just leave these things behind. You know what I mean? But like how many people want to? And he did. He finally did. Mm -hmm. And I think that people get, it's exhilarating for people.
1: Yeah. There's this paradigm that I just learned about actually the other day. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's It has pure freedom on one side and pure obligation on the other side. And the idea that, like, we feel really stuck because of our obligations. But, like, we're all searching for pure freedom, but there's no such thing as pure freedom and there's no such thing as pure obligation. Like, really, we're not obligated to do anything, but we're also not free to do anything, like, when you think about it. So I think, like, in his situation, and even was it ed harris who said it like there's nothing we could really do to stop him from getting out like if he really wanted to he could just leave
0: see but i don't think he meant that
1: yeah i don't think so either
0: because they did i think that ed harris wanted i think that he believed that but i think that deep down he probably knew that wasn't true because when he says you know like we can't like, if he really wanted to get out, he would. We, if he really wanted to, we couldn't stop him. And, I mean, eventually he does. Mm-hmm. But, like, did he literally put him on an island and then programmed a fear of water into him? Mm-hmm. Like, they did plenty to stop him from leaving.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, sure. But, like, it's still that idea that, like, you're not obligated. Like, if you really think about it, like, in life, we're not obligated to work. We're not obligated to do whatever we're going to do to take care of ourselves. But if we don't, there's consequences, you know? Like, if we don't work, we don't make money. Yeah. But, like, for him, like, he wasn't obligated to stay on that island. But to leave meant, like, drowning or leaving life he knew or whatever. But he was able to break that pattern. So I think that's an interesting point.
0: I gotta say, props to him for not just uh, giving up the first time his plans went wrong. Because when he gets to the bridge and she's like... You knew this would happen. You're scared to drive on water. (laughs) He's like, "Then you drive." (laughs) I freaking love that.
1: And the moment when the police officer is like, "Sorry, Truman," he's like, "What?"
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Props on them to keep it going for thirty years, though. Jeez, yeah. No, I mean, very few slip ups best thing is the only way that they could make it work because he even said he's like it's when I'm unpredictable that it messes up
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you're just watching the same thing over and over and over again
1: well and it's so interesting to me just like I, I've always been interested in psychology and like why people do the things they do and this is just like an interesting to, way to look at a human being like let's take a person from when they're born and let's shape every single thing in their life so that they will be predictable And so we can figure out exactly what they're going to do. And it's just interesting to think that like, I mean, obviously this is just a movie, but like, I kind of believe that that could happen if you like manipulate every single variable in somebody's life that you can kind of manipulate them to do exactly what you want them to do.
0: I mean, everybody is just a combination of nature and nurture, right, yeah, and this show was based on the premise that you could squash the nature out of somebody if you nurture a certain way, yeah, but I think that what this is showing is that can't like we have certain things that are inherent in our nature, which is to be curious to be you know uh, explorers to look beyond ourselves. I think that that's part of human nature. I think this movie's showing that as much as you try, you can't squash that out of somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah so I just think it's an interesting way To just think about the human mind And the human life And like What we do and why we do it And this shows a lot of that What do you thoughts, Sid? On
2: On the <laughs> Truman Show On the Truman Show um, I think taking it back to Why the audience was so happy um, When it ended I think You know everyone's rooting for him and um they want him. What's going on? <coughs>
0: Technical difficulties, please stand by. <laughs>
2: Sid's Excuse voice me. Just broke. <laughs> I don't know how. I haven't talked all day, but whatever. Um but yeah, so everyone's just you're rooting for him and you know, even you you feel this with your own favorite shows. You it's bittersweet when it ends, but like you want your favorite characters to uh you know get the life that they always wanted and but you're still sad when it's over i mean um there's one point i don't remember which scene it was but you they show the the two bartenders they're like holding on to each other and like really watching um the show to, and you you can tell that they're really hoping that uh whatever is happening is going to work out for them. and then but there also is like that kind of bittersweet you know there's the guy in the bathtub who's having a freak out when it's over and then even in the bar uh you can see an old woman she starts crying and so i think you know people are mostly just happy for him that he got out of this difficult kind of pretty awful situation so
1: another interesting point or thing that i saw um i i don't know if i like it or not but when the two like worker guys or whatever they're like eating pizza and at the end when it just like Mm -hmm. shuts off they're like well should we find something else to watch
0: what else is on
1: yeah like it's just so i don't know it was just so like comical to me almost that they were like so invested in this guy for 30 years and as soon as it's done airing it's like okay on to the next form of entertainment on to Mm -hmm. the next thing and i think that just shows like how we are especially with entertainment and like movies and stuff we get so um like we're so disassociated with the people and the characters that it just like doesn't matter so when it's like a real person like that it's like this guy just messed with this other guy's life for 30 years and now let's find another show like
0: (laughs) i do want to see a truman show sequel of like him going on oprah (laughs) and whatever else
1: him
2: winning billions of dollars in a lawsuit against him
1: yeah right
0: Oh, I can't even imagine. That would be a good movie. (laughs) He'd be suing his parents. Because the corporation adopted him. That's true. Kind of hilarious. His
1: parents gave him up for adoption. How could you live your
2: life? you like see your own child on TV and you're just like... Well, they didn't know. That's true, but...
0: He said it was like one of five unwanted pregnancies, right?
2: Still. But what if... You're like, what if that's my child? What if that's my child?
0: Probably looks like his parents. You could probably guess. Maybe Sylvia's his mom.
2: Ew. same age. I don't like and that. And they
0: made out, so it's weird.
2: Like an Oedipus complex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just drawn to make out with his mom. <laughs> Psych, the Truman Show, is just an. What does it be like? Is the word allegory? Is that what I'm thinking? Like an allegorical version of. Oedipus Rex (laughs) he killed his dad and marries his mom
2: his dad did die you don't know what really
1: happened (laughs) actually we do
0: (laughs) his dad didn't die Yeah, his fake dad he did kind of kill his dad though
1: (gasps) because he kept saying let's go further (gasps) because his dad was Kristoff right?
2: is that what you're thinking? that's what I'm thinking not like biologically his his dad mom
0: then oprah
2: i only hope so (laughs) don't we all hope that one day we'll just come out of this dream world where everything was manipulated and you're like here's your mom richest woman alive it's oprah
0: yes (laughs) oprah open invitation you ever want to come on the podcast we'll have you
2: and we'll have bread it'll be great because we love bread
0: like this is an oprah joke i'm not getting you don't get it's Uh
2: -uh. like the weight watchers commercials from like a few years ago and like the the beginning was her just saying i love bread (laughs) i eat (laughs) bread every day And it was just her talking about bread for like a minute and a half and i really related to it
1: we can definitely get bread (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah are you looking it up now
0: absolutely i am (laughs)
1: Sid, that was spot on. You had that the hands and on. everything. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I need to clip that and put it on the on the sampler. I love <laughs> bread. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um one more thing I wanted to comment on as far as the film goes. We got very uh heady into the themes and the philosophy of the of the Truman show. But I do think that it was a very impressively made movie as well. Um, there were a couple of shots specifically that stood out to me. Uh, one was when he goes to the boat, which they don't expect him to go to, so they don't have as many cameras prepped. And if you notice, um, the camera is inside of the ticket shack and it rotates and the blinds open. Mm. So like the blinds are closed on the window so the camera rotates over and the blinds open so that they, they can see him walking towards the dock. <laughs> and then the uh the ticket taker with his button cam is like leaning outside of the post so that he can get an oh. angle on it.
1: <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. I didn't <laughs> notice that.
0: That's kind of a fun shot. And then when he's with Marlin one of the times, um they're like looking out and he's like, The big guy sure has a good paintbrush, that's a perfect sunset. But the sun is setting in the same place that the moon is rising. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. But he would never know because that's what he's seen every day. He wasn't
0: taught science.
1: Probably not. They told him that Fiji
2: was halfway across the world from. This is this supposed to be Florida, right?
0: Was it Florida? I, I thought that's where it, it was
2: Hollywood. That's where they filmed the actual scenes.
0: I guess I assumed it was like Pacific Northwest
2: i don't know but it's definitely fiji is not halfway across the world from no it's not the U.S. no that's for sure so there's definitely some some bending of the truth but hey
0: we're happy to investigate anybody out there who wants to sponsor a trip for us to go to fiji see just where it is we will accept
1: definitely we'll go yeah we'll go let's do it oprah
0: we'll do we'll do an episode from fiji yes if somebody pays for us to go there
1: so someone pay for us and you get to choose which movie we do
0: mac weldon i'm talking to you blue- one of
1: our listeners has to be super rich right, right?
0: here's the thing mac weldon blue apron um dollar shave club i don't care any of y'all I'll we'll
1: just start advertising for a bunch of <laughs> places before i will
0: shill for you if you pay for me to go to pg <laughs> i'm saying that right now i have a very low price um yeah, the other things I had down was about the product placement. We've talked about that at length. Um, the other thing that I thought I, I I love meta movies and I loved that as hard as Kristoff tried to make this idyllic world, you can't fake real life. And I think that's a commentary on film and like to an extent like most art, like film theater, any sort of storytelling novels. You can't, like, no matter how hard you try, you cannot fake real life. There will Mm -hmm. always be things that are off or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like Becca said, it's, it's like we, we can tell it's the uncanny valley, Mm -hmm. right? Do you guys know what that is?
1: Yeah.
2: No.
0: Okay. The uncanny valley, it typically applies to like, uh, like robots or graphics or like CGI stuff. Basically Mm -hmm. that there is there's a point at which things are so realistic whether it be a computer generated thing or like a face on a robot or a doll or something like that where things become so realistic but our brain can instinctively tell that they're not real and so we reject it Mm, right okay so it gives you like a really uneasy feeling and you can tell that it's not real like it's so close to reality but Mm -hmm. you're your, like, human instinct can tell that it's manufactured. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Truman has basically just been living in the Uncanny Valley his entire life.
1: Okay. And just by watching him, you can tell that, like, everything, he feels like this is weird. Yeah, everything's just, like, a little off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I thought, I don't know, that was just an interesting point to me that I think the movie was making that's worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it is a film.
1: Well, and... Also, to that point, I felt like when I was watching it, um, I did get kind of like wrapped up in it. So I stopped thinking about the movie from a film perspective and like thinking about like the music or editing or directing or anything like that because I was so focused on the camera work in the show for the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a a
0: well, That was point. the thing is the whole movie was filmed... From angles and cameras that it would have been plausible for the show to have been filmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, Those were most of the things that I had written down.
1: I actually forgot to take notes this time. Shame. (laughs) I know. I think I, yeah, I hit all my points that I wrote down.
0: Great. Uh, One thing I did want to mention. Does anybody here know who Peter Weir is?
1: Mm,
0: I only
2: know what he's directed
0: so i didn't know this he's a champ dude's had some good movies um his last credit as a director was the way back which i think we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast have we uh i thought so
1: i'm just proud of myself because i introduced you to that movie
0: oh shoot it's not the right one we're thinking of the way way back oh
1: (gasps) i love that movie Okay. Sid introduced that movie to me, and I I'm it. introduced it to Andrew. Yes. Look at this. So sorry. I started
0: it. I'm sorry. That's why we talked about it, because Tony Collette is in it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. The Way Back, which is directed by Peter Weir, is a different one. I stand corrected by the IMDb's.
1: So he's not a champ.
0: He is still a <laughs> champ, because regardless of the fact that he did not direct The Way Way Back, which is a great movie. Love that it. People should go check out. Uh, Steve Carell, Tony Collette. Alice Janie Sam Rockwell Anna Sophia Robb before she was like a hot item it's just a great movie
2: let's watch that we should I'm gonna add it to our list we should just for fun I watched it like a few months ago but I could watch it
0: all the time I like The Way Way Back a lot it's got a 7.4 on IMDb that's pretty good good. that's That's better that's better than Toy Story 2 I wanna say
2: Mm. okay I love Toy Story 2 but still it's a very underrated movie for sure one time I was watching it, and I texted my mom. I was like, Mom, can we go to uh, New England for a summer? She's like, are you watching The Way Way Back? I was like, yes. <laughs> She's like, okay, we're going.
3: <laughs> so good.
2: Sorry,
0: Toy Story 2 has a 7.9. Mm. It
2: deserves
3: more.
0: Objectively, Toy Story 2 is a better movie than The Way Way Back, according to IMDb. Hmm. Uh, no, Peter Weir, he directed Master and Commander, the Far Side of the World. Great movie. The Truman Show, great. Dead Poets Society, great. Witness, great. Uh, those are all of his that I've seen. But yeah, he's a champ. Good job, Peter Weir. You Australian dude, you. All right. He hasn't, really, he hasn't done anything since 2010, though. So I hope he's not dead. <laughs> Peter Weir, if you're out there, I hope you're not dead. <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast.
1: <laughs> Let us know you're alive. Open invitation.
0: <laughs> We'd love to have an Australian.
1: <laughs> Spice
2: it up a bit.
0: All right, so those were all the notes that I had written down about Peter Weir's The Truman Show starring Jim Carrey. you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about on that one?
2: I don't, I don't think, think so. so.
0: Then you know what time it is.
2: <gasps> oh, I haven't thought about this yet. Not that yet. Yeah, yeah. Not that yet, you're right. You got time. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Trivia. I said what?
0: Trivia. Let's go.
2: Okay, so unfortunately I don't have too much trivia Oh my gosh, I feel like I just broke my neck <laughs> <laughs> Sid really is broken tonight <laughs> I'm struggling We're tonight. having a hard time, guys <laughs> Oh my gosh Okay Anyway So um, Start off People on set were forbidden from uttering any phrases from Jim Carrey's past silly movies Like they couldn't quote Ace Ventura Couldn't quote nothing
0: isn't that, I feel like that should just go without. Like, that seems super tacky to go up to somebody and, like, quote funny lines for no, a movie they yeah. were in.
2: You, like, see one of your favorite actors, you're not going like, to, like, they get that all the time. You see something. him on set and
0: you're like, hey, is that a cardigan or a pullover, Jim? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Got, I'd feel awkward just doing that.
0: Is your bird, is your bird dead, Jim? Is your blind bird dead? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how are you going to walk up to Jim Carrey and start quoting uh, Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber
2: oh I I just speaking of I just watched Misery and there's that one scene where Oh, I haven't seen it <laughs> there's that one scene where someone gets their legs hurt really bad <laughs> and everyone like for years people would just go up to him and just be like hey are your legs okay like that's just so obnoxious let them you know they're real people guys um okay so this film was studied a lot in media ethics uh, focusing on uh the best friend and like everyone christoph and everyone basically prostituting uh truman's wife that she's pretty much just like paid to be married to him and have sex with him and try to have babies so i thought that was interesting
0: Yeah, because there's that one scene where he's like, we still will have the first on-screen conception.
2: Yeah, which was gross. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Um, The iconic poster, the one with uh, Jim Carrey's face and it's all with all the individual faces, was rumored uh, to have cost $75,000 to make. Really? But it it shows it's a good poster. Wow. Yeah.
3: Hmm
2: sorry i didn't read these beforehand um in one of the deleted scenes the original plan Christoph's original plan was to follow truman throughout his life um have him have babies and then follow those kids and
0: that just shows how crazy he is money-making factory also does Christoph just like not go on vacation i know that's like could you imagine how stressed out you'd
2: be how many ulcers you would have just doing this job well also everybody
1: like yeah everybody just has to be there all the time Mm -hmm. you're just like on call
0: i feel like he has to have some sort of drug problem
1: definitely he's hopped up on something
0: speaking of (laughs) what
1: (laughs) speaking of drug problems no
0: i just have to mention this because it was hilarious and i want people to go look it up um we got talking about uh somehow we got talking about drugs today at work and somebody showed us this video that they were shown in health class that was like it looked at um like a person who used marijuana a person who used heroin a person who used cocaine and a person who used meth and like had them do a bunch of different things and like showed them the health side effects and all this kind of thing and it was supposed to be like this anti-drug PSA Robin Williams was the host of it it was really weird. What? The best part is, is at the end, all four of them were like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they were all shown like all these horrible effects the drugs were having on their lives and like, it's ruining your lungs and it's going to ruin your life. And they're like, yeah, but I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> the, the guy who used cocaine was like a, a construction worker. And he's like, listen, here's the thing, like if I got a lot to do in a day, like I just do some cocaine in the morning and that's done by six. Like, <laughs> and they, <laughs> they had them do these strength tests where they had to put like objects on a dolly and roll them up a set of stairs and like, see if they could do it. So they started with like some lighter TVs and got into heavier TVs and then to like a washing machine and then a refrigerator. And both of the guys without drugs did all the TVs, but couldn't get the washing machine or the refrigerator. And then the meth guy, got stopped at the same place. And then the guy who was was hopped up on cocaine, he like does all the TVs. He's like, ah, screw this. And he just skips the washing machine and goes straight for the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) And like, no problem at all, just like pulls it up the stairs. And The doctor's like, dude, your heart is beating like 178 beats per minute. At 180, you're at risk for a heart attack. You need to stop. And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. (laughs) It's just so if you go, I I don't remember what we searched. Just search like Robin Williams drug anti drug video or something like that oh, on YouTube. God. You'll find it. It's like forty five minutes long, but it's great because seriously, like the best. Every single person in Nah, I'm just gonna keep using it. <laughs> I don't know why they would show this in schools. I didn't watch it. It was somebody that I work with. They were oh, showing it God. in high school, but that's
1: that's hilarious. It's so freaking weird.
0: Uh, just to be clear, we don't. Podcast We don't we condone watch. drug use. The podcast we watch movies and then talk about them it does not think that illicit drug use is a good idea or good for your health.
2: Yes, and
0: we would advise you to not use illicit drugs. And if you are using them, seek help.
1: But if you want a funny video,
0: <laughs> yeah, but this is a funny video, so just <laughs> you can go check it out. Um, all right, back to trivia. <laughs> okay. i felt the need to reset a little bit (laughs)
2: yeah yeah we definitely needed it um okay so this one is uh so laura linney she heavily studied sears catalogs from the 1950s to develop her character which very shows because she yeah she she looks like someone who would just step out of a catalog with what she was wearing and her hair and the way she acted and how she held herself so i thought that was awesome um and then last bit uh director peter weir uh, stated that he wanted to have cameras installed in every theater the film was shown in so halfway through they could cut from the movie to the audience and back into the movie and i thought that would have been huh. awesome but very expensive
0: imagine the couple that's like making out on the back row <laughs> flips around <laughs> and everybody's like you guys are disgusting gross <laughs> yep yeah. very good there we go very good trivia cool. thank you thank you good trivia today That's the good trivia sound. And with that, we move on to final opinions and ratings out of 10. Becca. All right. You said you weren't ready for this. I hope that spurred you to think about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Heavens. (laughs) Anyway, it's fine. Um, Final opinions. Well, I feel like I'm just very new into film, so I've been like, of playing catch up this whole time every movie we've watched um because i've never seen most of them but i think the things that i look for in movies is mostly like the themes and if they can like get me thinking about the movie afterwards so i know a movie is good if i keep thinking about it which i guess makes me have to say that hereditary is good <laughs> not and that i liked it
0: hereditary is great
1: but that it's a good movie because i keep thinking about it what about space jam nope haven't thought about it never i what's that movie i i I don't know it's a divot
0: (laughs) (laughs) wayne knight freaking kills it in that movie he's incredible
1: man we cannot just stay on topic today
0: (laughs) not when space jam talk is an option
1: (laughs) man is space jam becoming the new blade runner 2049 (gasps) Becca's because, because the first one to say it. I was, I, not, know. I
0: was not the one to bring up Blade Runner 2049 this week.
1: Also, it hasn't been brought up until now. That's, like, pretty impressive, I We're think. We're
0: 59 minutes and 20 seconds in before Blade Runner 2049 has been brought up.
1: Are you okay?
0: I don't know. What's wrong with me?
1: You've been <laughs> just thinking about Space Jam. I this is like the terrible thing that Space Jam can do to here's you. Here's the thing.
0: This is, w- this is maybe the first movie that we've watched that I can't draw a direct correlation to Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, like I said, more—it's more in like the league of like Newsies and Space Jam for me. Hmm. But All Blade right. Runner twenty forty nine is a ten out of ten. <laughs> and you should go watch it. Everybody out there should go watch it.
1: Oh my gosh! If,
0: <laughs> anyway, if you can watch—if you can watch the final cut of the original Blade Runner first, then you should, because it gives you some perspective. But it's not necessary.
1: I just—I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> Go ahead Okay, back to the Truman Show (laughs) I did think it was a good movie Like, I enjoyed it I think there's a lot of good aspects about it The acting was great The camera angles were pretty cool And I think that it's a good message And a message that I think I could think about for a while Like, just the idea of a life being fabricated like that And manipulated So I do think that it's a good movie and I think I would give it... I wish I could... I should write down all the other ratings of all the movies we've seen.
0: We probably should keep a record, but we don't.
1: That's what I've been doing. Because I think the lowest... You've been writing yours down?
2: Yeah, that's oh, wow. smart. That Step is, up your game, guys. I, I do need to write mine down. I well, think But
0: this way we rate everything in a vacuum.
2: Yeah, but it's easier to look... Be like, okay, well, I've and rated like this one. Because
1: uh, yeah. I think that I like maybe I like it about the same level actually I think I like it about the same amount as I liked The Social Network which was a 7.8 so I think that's what I'm going to rate it 7.8 final rating, final thoughts
3: <laughs>
2: Um, yeah so I I really liked this movie uh, I agree it's very thought provoking and um Yeah, it really gets you thinking about what the message is behind it and how this affected certain characters. Um, I think the world building is great and it's just, it's just kind of just a fun movie. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's the best movie in the world and I honestly, I don't know if, um, it should have been nominated that year. I mean, obviously it wasn't, but, um, yeah, I think it's a great movie, super well done, great acting jim carrey is so great in this and my final rating is a solid eight
0: very well i agree i don't think that it should have been nominated this year it was a kind of a stacked year yeah
1: it's a tough one like i said
0: i haven't seen shakespeare in love or elizabeth but um just with life is beautiful saving private ryan and thin red line Mm -hmm. which the worst thing that ever happened to thin red line was coming out the same year as saving private ryan let's be clear about that yeah Terrence Malick doesn't get the credit he deserves. Uh, my final thoughts. I love this movie. Watched it a lot. Um, haven't seen it for several years. Was surprised how much I enjoyed it, honestly. Um, this time around. I knew I was going to like it. Um, it gets talked about a lot, like on Reddit and stuff. So I was like, oh, I think it probably is a good movie, like I remember it being. But uh, yeah, I quite liked it. Um, like the directing, like the cinematography. Love Jim Carrey in it. Um, I really do wish Laura Dern would have played Sylvia. I think she could have killed that role. Oh yeah, and they kind of look similar. Yeah. This lady was like a hotter Laura Dern.
2: I think Laura Dern's prettier, but
0: okay. Well, <laughs> that's just me. To each his own, I suppose. Um, my final rating. I might jump on the chart I'm gonna give it an eight. Giving us a final rating of seven point nine two or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It'd probably be close to like 7.95. Mm-hmm. I
0: love doing fractions in my head. I'm really good at it.
1: <laughs> it's so fun.
0: And thus closes our discussion of the Truman Show. Yes. We will now move on to Revisionist Corner. We're bringing an old one back. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Because we're going to give Becca another chance to <laughs> repent and to revise her opinion. Repent, you sinner. Of hereditary.
1: (laughs) I do have notes. I was thinking about this the other day on a 40-minute train ride. So I had 40 minutes to think about hereditary. Becca
0: has a prepared statement about hereditary.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to read it because it's really long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm going to change my rating, mostly because I have no idea what I rated it. (laughs) (laughs) But I... Well, I don't know if I would change. I should have prepared for this better. I have to like read what I wrote. Um, it's interesting because there's some similarities, I think, between Hereditary and The Truman Show, even though you wouldn't think it.
0: Is it more tragic if they can choose or if they can't choose?
1: <sighs> that is what I was thinking about because I was writing, like I was thinking about the movie, and I think one of the reasons why I don't like it is because it feels like a fixed experiment.
0: It being hereditary.
1: Yeah, hereditary. Sorry. Um, I think like the one of the reasons I didn't like it is because it feels like a fixed experiment. Like every single person involved in the entire movie was placed there. And so in that sense, I feel like it's kind of like the Truman Show, which is just kind of funny that it's on this episode. Um, so the outcome was fixed beforehand because the demon and all the people around them knew the personalities and the character of Annie and her children and knew what choices Annie would make, so she didn't have a choice, and I think that's more tragic. I think I've come to the conclusion that it's more tragic to not have a choice than it is to have a choice and choose wrong, because at least you have a choice.
0: That's a fine opinion.
1: So I won't go into any more than that because I wrote a lot, but i just wanted to say that and i also want to revise a little bit of what i thought about birdman but i feel like i still need to watch it again i feel like i I think i also gave birdman like a 7.8 and i was remembering that it was the same as the social network but i think i like birdman better than the social network
0: probably because it's a better movie
1: it is yes so I think I would be re- willing to raise it one whole point to 8.8. Heavens. Wow! This is what Revisionist <gasps> Corner is here for, folks. But before I can do that, I think that I need to watch it again.
0: We can make that happen.
1: Yes. But I still don't love it, I think. But I think that it is a very well-made movie. And like as a film, it does pretty much exactly what it was wanting to do. So I think that's what makes it a good movie. And I'm realizing that I can rate something um, higher than what I think it is if I like it or not. That didn't make sense.
0: So your rating is starting to be not necessarily based on your personal enjoyment, but on the craft of the film. Correct. Right. That's
1: fair. So those are my revisions. Beautiful.
0: And thus we close the door on Revisionist Corner the segment where becca admits she was wrong about hereditary
1: (laughs) i did not admit that i was wrong about it i still don't like it Hey guys doors closed doors closed i'm sorry
0: on to our final subject so just did like a (laughs) giraffe neck she has her water bottle that's got a straw coming out of it like 23 feet away from her and she just craned her neck over (laughs) to take a sip (laughs)
1: oh we are struggling tonight you guys that was
0: acrobatic is what that was, that was she can't swallow the She's water
1: still... <laughs> <laughs> she had to
0: spit the water
2: out <laughs>
0: that was graceful
2: okay what movies are you guys watching so I watched Smooth.
0: I watched a lot of movies, like I said I went. I left the country a couple of times, so I had some plane rides. I was stuck in one of those countries for an extra day, so I had time to watch more movies. so I've watched a lot of movies Lots of time. um I'm just gonna run through the ones that I remember because I don't remember all of them that I've watched, and if I don't remember watching them, then it's probably not worth talking about.
2: You should get letterboxed i have letterboxed
0: but i just always forget to add to it
2: (laughs) that was i've been pretty religious with it lately
0: so i'll update letterboxed like once every two months Jeez. um let's see what did i watch i watched moon i didn't love it (laughs) um sid you said you liked it right
2: yeah i didn't think it was amazing but i thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good.
0: I thought it was I just I just thought it was kind of dumb, like the story. Yeah, I could see that. And I wasn't super impressed with Sam Rockwell, and he is kind of the whole deal. Mm-hmm. So That's one. Um I watched The 40-Year-Old Virgin, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um there's the main love interest in that uh has a store called We Sell Your Stuff on eBay. And it just felt like we were kindred spirits with our <laughs> podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched um, Two of Bo Burnham's One man shows That he has on Netflix Have you seen those Sid?
2: I've watched half of What
0: Okay So he has what And he has make happy On Netflix I watched both of them mm-hmm. And they were awesome They're so funny yeah, Cause after seeing Eighth grade I was like oh, I wonder what he's done So I like searched yep. him On Netflix And I came up with these So they're They're not necessarily Like stand up
2: It's just like him doing skits yeah but they're so funny
0: they're really funny um i watched like 10 minutes of jerry seinfeld's most recent netflix special and that was awful
2: oh is that the comedians and
0: no it's called jerry it's called jerry before seinfeld but it was just awful i had to turn it off because it was so bad i watched the invitation which is i believe a straight to netflix movie um, it's about these people who have a dinner party, and some odd stuff is afoot. It's pretty good. I'd give it like a six out of ten, maybe. It's probably like it's worth watching if you want something slow, quiet, but not super long, and kind of fun. And by fun, I mean weird. Um, I watched about the first third of Half Nelson, which has Ryan Gosling in it, and turned it off because I was so bored.
2: It's a real slow burn
0: Yeah I watched The End of the Tour Has Jesse Eisenberg And Jason Segal in it It's about um, This Rolling Stone reporter Who is Jesse Eisenberg Goes and interviews um, This author His name just escaped me He wrote This book called Infinite Jest And he was just a Weird dude I guess Uh, Pretty good It's not too long uh, But they give good performances And there's some interesting stuff To come out of it I watched The Place Beyond the Pines, which has Ryan Gosling in it, which is the reason why I watched it, because I love Ryan Gosling. Uh, You may know him as the star of Blade Runner 2049, (laughs) and it was pretty good. I I liked it. It's really, really, really long. Oh, yeah. It's it's two and a half hours, but it's just slow. Yeah. And it's, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I don't want to ruin the surprise of it for you. So, if you're interested in Ryan Gosling and you don't mind a long, slow one, go check it out. It's worth watching for mm-hmm. sure. I'd give it probably like a seven and a half. And those were all the ones that I watched by myself.
1: That's quite a lot of movies.
0: I had a lot of time on planes. Yeah. What have we watched together, Becca?
1: Um, we watched Enemy.
0: We watched Enemy.
1: Okay, I've been hearing a lot about Which that one. Which is amazing. So Kay. good. And, like, right after it finished, I was like, I don't think I liked that. Because it's got a weird ending. It's, well, the whole Have thing you is seen weird. It? I've seen the ending, yeah. Oh, Stop watching endings
2: before I the it's beginning. on these, like, videos. It's, like, craziest movies, most ambiguous endings. And it just pops up. And I'm sorry, I can't control it. That's so
0: <laughs> depressing to me. Because if if you haven't seen Enemy um there is some adult content in it so be forewarned we were not forewarned no we were not (laughs) um then i don't want to say a word about it it's it's so good
1: it really is and like it wasn't until we like talked about it afterwards that i was like wow this movie is amazing and i've been thinking about it for the past week like there's just so much in it and it's so good
0: (laughs) do this go watch enemy and then give yourself like 20 minutes to think about it and if you still don't get it then go watch Chris Stuckman's video breaking it down because that's what yeah, we did
1: it was after watching that that I we like,
0: watched his video okay. breaking it down like some of the symbolism and stuff like that that we didn't necessarily pick up on and I feel like I'm pretty astute with that stuff but this one just went way over my head but the ending like shocked me yeah um, directed by Denis Villeneuve
1: Jake Gyllenhaal
0: has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, who you will know as the director of Blade Runner
1: 2049. Oh, my gosh. would not you know? (laughs) See, I got to make up for it.
0: (laughs) I didn't talk about it for an hour, so now I got to make up for it. Uh, That movie was... I can't get over how good it was, though. All
1: right. I'll have to watch it.
0: Don't watch it with your parents.
1: Okay. You want to see Jake Gyllenhaal play two people.
0: Again, adult content. Be forewarned, everybody
1: but yep. also just a lot of jake gyllenhaal yeah <laughs> that's all becca needs
0: it's a pretty even split between really adult is. content and jake gyllenhaal <laughs> <laughs> uh enemy so good and it also completes my viewing of all of Denis new's uh english movies now i gotta dive into his french ones all right so
1: we also watched um black swan
0: we watched black swan
1: mm, i want to see that um that's on my list for next year uh, i think it was a great movie boom. but also i don't think i liked it
0: that was my mind exploding i know
1: <laughs> i kind of feel like that's how a
2: lot of darren aronofsky movies are
1: it was cool though like
0: dude black swan is probably like a 9.8 9.9 for me
1: i don't know it just i maybe it's because we watch it right after we watched enemy
0: the day after (laughs) and
1: there's a lot of similarities between them not in content at all but in like theme and so i don't know i think it was just a little bit overshadowed by enemy for me
0: i want to go watch darren aronofsky's movies because i've seen mother and mother was the first of his that i saw i think (laughs) And now I've seen Black Swan. I really want to see The Fountain.
2: I hear that one's pretty brutal.
0: And I'm nervous to watch Requiem for a Dream.
2: Oh, I have no interest in watching that one.
0: I've heard things about it.
2: There's lots of things about it.
0: Um, oh, and Pie, I've heard is really good. And The Wrestler. So oh. actually, apparently, the like Black Swan is... Like a spin off of The Wrestler. Um, Like, The Wrestler was originally supposed to be a story about a wrestler falling in love with a ballerina, Hmm. but he ended up splitting it off and making Black Swan its own thing.
3: Hmm.
0: So they're, like, really connected, I guess, in themes and stuff like that. So Hmm. I really want to watch The Wrestler. Um, What else have we watched?
1: There's also some content in Black Swan.
0: There is. Yep.
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, like, be forward.
0: That's cause... not the reason it's a 9.9 9 for me.
2: <laughs> Ew. Bro,
1: stop <laughs> it.
0: Mila Kunis does great in that movie, though.
1: Yeah, she does.
0: Not... <laughs> can I not have an opinion? You can. <laughs> you guys are just.
1: I agreed with you. I said yes. She does a really good job of that movie. She does a
0: movie. great job um what else have we watched
1: uh we watched black klansman
0: we did watch black klansman Mm
1: -hmm. so did too i did Mm -hmm.
0: uh we're gonna go full spoilers on black klansman now because we've all three seen it so i guess don't listen if you don't want spoilers on spike lee's black klansman and three two one go
1: the i thought it was good i thought it was pretty good i really enjoyed it like Start to finish, I was really engaged, and I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. Entertaining. I think it's entertaining. It's not
2: the most well-executed movie, but I really liked it. I thought um, the main guy was really great. What's his name? Something Washington.
0: It's Denzel Washington's kid. Yeah. Um, Mm. I think that I deviate from, like, most of the internet. I didn't love it. I
2: thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't think... I mean, I thought Adam Driver was good in it, but, like, he didn't have a lot of character development, and there were some themes throughout it that I didn't really feel tied in at the end.
0: So, a lot of the things that I've seen online about people praising it praise its ability to jump between comedy and serious, but that, for me, was the reason I didn't like it. I felt like it was really jarring, mm-hmm. and that they didn't, um, for example, we talked about something like Django Unchained, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the things that I really praised about Django Unchained was its ability to juggle that comedy and and serious aspects, right? But these they just felt really disjointed, and it felt like you were flipping a light switch between comedy and, like, here's a comedy scene, and, like, oh, no, here's a serious scene, here's yes. a comedy scene, here's a serious scene. So I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling. Yeah. And I felt like the message that the film was trying to get across could have gotten across if it had just been a comedy or if it had just been a serious movie but because it switched back and forth so much I had a hard time figuring out exactly what I was supposed to be feeling and then the end like the last where it does like the footage from Charlottesville and stuff like that I get where it's coming from but again I don't, I don't know that again it seemed really jarring and kind of out of nowhere
3: yeah
2: I can see that yeah because there were some points where It'd be kind of a serious scene and then they make a joke and, you know, I'm not quite sure if I'm supposed to laugh at it or if I'm still supposed to be serious from the minute beforehand. But I think it does all right.
1: Yeah, I definitely wasn't as bothered by the comedy and seriousness as Andrew was. But I do think that the end was a little dramatic, maybe. That, like, it didn't fit the rest of the movie
0: and i get what they were going for with it and i think yeah. it was effective yeah because like you can't watch that footage and not feel what they want you to you yeah yeah I mean? like, you can't watch um just the the footage of the stuff that happened in charlottesville and not be upset and not i mean i think upset is the right is the right word it's, it's upsetting yeah. Oh, yeah. footage. you can't watch it and not be upset so i feel like i guess i feel like I could have just watched that montage at the end and felt the same thing as if I hadn't just watched the previous two hours of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't really, yeah, I don't don't
2: really feel like the themes between the movie and the footage fit super well. And
0: what, I guess what they were trying to say is like basically not allow the audience to think that what was happening in the movie was over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like showing, oh, this happened in the 60s or 70s or whatever it was. But, like it's still happening today and I think specific the one exception I think and what was what really was effective is they had like 20 seconds of footage of David Duke and that I thought oh, was yeah. really effective at illustrating that that like this is you know still going on in America yeah but the other stuff I felt like again you, I would have I would have been just as upset watching just that as I was watching it after two hours of the movie mm-hmm. Also, the pacing of it, I felt was super weird. It was a little weird. I felt like they spent. I felt like the beginning was way too slow compared to the rest of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely the very end, like when everything wrapped up, they were just like, "Wraps up so quick." Well, go shred everything. Like, yeah, yeah. It does. Like, if that was a few minutes longer,
0: and like, it like be more specifically effective. the rally at the beginning where he's giving the speech, and it's just like the like, it's like doing the panning shots over the faces and. Mm-hmm. feel like that scene went on way too long
2: yeah but then i also yeah that scene went way too long um i think it mostly felt like it went too long because it was just that scene but then later on when they're intercutting between the kkk and the the other um rally i feel that one was more yeah it was more effective in it um it didn't feel quite as long even though it was probably longer
0: no, i agree with you yeah, on that one yeah. i think that scene was more effective
2: yeah i like that
1: mm-hmm. one more
0: uh and spoilers on black clansman
1: yep we also watched um what's it called operation
0: operation finale,
1: finale. which oh. we probably shouldn't give any spoilers well i guess by this now this is gonna come out in like
0: four weeks that's true so.
1: Because it literally just came out like yeah, we two saw days it. Ago. We
0: saw it on Tuesday night, and it was the first night that we was playing. Accidentally
1: opening night.
0: Yeah, we were just looking at what was playing that night, and it was there, so we went. How was it? It was pretty good.
1: It was good. Yeah. I hear it's not doing super great, but I I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Andrew did.
0: No, probably not. I think it's but, super comparable to Argo.
1: Mm. Yeah, I do love Oscar Isaac though. Oscar yeah,
0: Isaac, he's, he's, he's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so is Ben Kingsley. They both kill it in this
3: yeah it's it's worth seeing Okay, go see it okay yeah
0: um i don't think it's gonna get like an oscar nod yeah Mm -mm. it's worth watching and it's it's a a good story Mm -hmm. like worth it's a story worth knowing Mm -hmm. so um one more that i watched that i forgot to mention is i watched tusk oh my gosh (laughs) which was a gosh darn joy from start to finish and i absolutely want to watch it with you guys
2: okay let's do it i'll put it on the list
0: i don't know if it's a full podcast thing but like i don't know if we can do a full podcast on it (laughs) because it's mostly just like it's just so wacky
1: yeah that's what i hear
0: i want to watch it with you guys (laughs) because it anybody out there who's seen it knows what i'm talking about it's a joy from (laughs) minute one to when it ends it's just so good i love it um and that's what we've watched in the last two weeks i think right I watched, I watched or me and Becca. I mean, yeah.
2: It now it's my turn. <laughs> now it's Sid's turn. Um, really, the only one.
0: Pull up your letterbox.
2: Yeah. Um, I haven't actually haven't watched too much in the past few weeks. Um,
0: yeah, we haven't recorded for two weeks because Sid's been busy. Okay,
2: I'm sorry I had to move, and my <laughs> sister was in town. And I haven't seen her for two months. Pardon me. Um, so I think probably, probably top three for the past ones I've seen um misery which i talked about a little bit earlier that was great
0: i really want to see that one.
2: yeah it's really good um i think that's one of stephen king's more realistic ones but it's yeah that one was just it was really good i watched uh rear i can never say this rear window um the alfred hitchcock one that one was really good But my top of all the ones I've seen in the past few weeks was Silence of the Lambs. Which was incredible. I've been wanting to watch that for years, and I just never got around to it. it You've never seen it, Rebecca? Nope. So good. Oh, my gosh. What
0: does
2: he do? Yeah. I (laughs) ate him with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. So freaking Ah. good. So good.
0: Seriously, can we we just give... um... Just lost your name.
2: Jody Foster. Can we
0: give Jody can we I really do. I've said this before. I just want to go alternating every year. Jody Foster, Julianne Moore. <laughs> Jody Foster, Julianne Moore. Just give them alternating Oscars <laughs> every year. I don't <laughs> care if they're in a movie or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it to ones that weren't nominated twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. And then sprinkle in some meryl streeps for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, anybody out there, if you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, watch it. Watch it. Oh my gosh. That includes you, Becca
1: okay i'll watch it it's so good it's so brilliant
0: um and again if you enjoy silence of the lambs which you most likely will um you should also watch red dragon um you can give hannibal a pass but it's also worth watching
2: if you have time
0: if you have time hey but don't make hannibal a priority but after you watch silence of the lambs do watch red dragon because this is what i told sit if silence of the lambs is a nine out of ten red dragon is a seven out of ten so it's worth watching mm-hmm. Hannibal being like a five and a half or a six out of ten Gary Oldman carries that movie but yeah those are all the Hannibal movies by the way Becca I don't know there's
2: that. also that okay the, like the origin story of Hannibal a few oh, years I didn't ago. watch that one I did not watch it either but you, like, you
0: mean the tv show
2: no I started that but that was
0: free but it's uh the first season I watched the first season of the tv show and it was awesome with Mads Mikkelsen mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. um
2: there was a 2000 Hannibal Rising that did not do well so. Oh,
0: because that doesn't have Anthony Hopkins in no. it. No. Yeah, yeah. That's why. I, a, so I didn't bother watching it.
2: Yeah, it's a prequel, but yeah, Anthony Hopkins is so creepy in this one. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah, Hannibal Rising has a thirty-five Metascore.
2: Oi, don't watch it. <laughs>
0: but do watch Signs of the Lambs and Red Dragon. Mhm. Um. All right, guys.
1: I think that's all. Yeah. It's a lot of movies.
0: Remember um everybody out there? Uh we thank you for listening. Uh I hate to I hate to do this because it seems really uh lame, I guess. But if you like what we're doing here, just go drop us a review on iTunes. Uh we're not doing a whole ton of like outside advertising, so word of mouth and SEO is really the only way that we like get get ourselves out there. And we would like to grow our audience, but we want to do it organically, right? So um, if you enjoy what we're doing, tell your friends. Uh, like I said, throw us a review on iTunes. It does... Basically, it's so that the more reviews that we get and the more positive reviews we get when people search movie podcast on iTunes, we'll show up closer to the top. Mm-hmm. So go drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, we are now on Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify. Um, and...
1: And if there's a movie you want us to watch, comment, let us know.
0: Yeah. If there's a movie you want us to watch, if there's a question you have for us, if there's something you want us to talk about, uh, message us on Facebook. Uh, we are on Facebook at, uh, we watch movies and then talk about them. We are on Facebook or on Instagram at movies. We watch. And those are the only two social media that we use. Mm -hmm. So facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them. Instagram at movies. We watch. Yep. Alright, well I'm Andrew
1: I'm Becca Oh,
0: next week Oh yeah Next week Please join us uh, We're going to be uh, doing something a little bit different We're watching a musical next week
1: uh, And this this one is a listener request
0: And this one is a listener Our request listener Our request. first listener request This was requested by a listener uh, We're going to be watching Dancer in the Dark
2: I'm not ready for this one I've heard it's, it's supposed to be really good. I've heard it's a real sad one.
0: Yeah, hopefully it'll spur some good discussion though. So yes. We're gonna be watching Dancer in the Dark next week. Uh, join us then. Um, after Dancer in the Dark, we're gonna get into our. we're gonna do a couple horror movies. So we're excited about that. This is cool. fun. So, um, join us next week. I am Andrew. I'm
2: Becca. I'm Sid.
0: And we love you all.
2: Goodnight, see you all